0: I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Does self-doubt stop you from increasing your salon prices? You know deep down you need to put your prices up, but the thought of asking your clients to spend more just feels, well, daunting. What if they push back? What if they leave and never come back because they can't afford your services? How will you equip your team to handle these objections when you feel nervous about it for yourself? Honestly, if this is you, then you know you need to know you're not alone. I know this is a huge challenge for so many owners, I experienced it myself, but in all reality, this actually holds many salon owners back from success and reaching their full potential. Instead of feeling confident about your experience and your salon prices, you instead have this overwhelming urge to compare yourself to other salons, to discount your services or to apologize before anything has even gone wrong, all due to the fact that you're worried that if you don't, your client will leave, not like you, and go somewhere else. That's why I wanted to introduce you to Ruby Lee a wealth and expert business coach helping business owners shift their mindset to I can and I will instead of a roadblock to their own success. Now, Ruby's going to share her strategies around getting comfortable with your numbers and profitability so you can back yourself in moments when maybe you're doubting yourself or feeling insecure because let's face it, we all have these moments and we need to continue to grow to your million-dollar salon status. Discover the real reason why so many salon owners feel too scared to raise their prices and how to combat this in your salon once and for all. Let's uncover the truth and your true worth uh, and potential as a business owner so you can feel confident with your decisions and truly grow your profit to its full potential. Let's dive into this episode. I look forward to you meeting Ruby. Ruby, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Very pleased to have you here. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Larissa.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me on.
0: So let's start with this. Um, Ruby, where are you in the world? What do you do? And how did you get to be doing it?
1: I am currently on the Gold Coast in Australia. And I say currently because I travel a lot and me and my family, we are digital nomads. So we just hop and skip around the world and we move everywhere. So currently here on the Gold Coast. And I am a business coach that focuses on wealth, abundance and energetics around those two areas. I've been doing this for four years and it has been such a wildly wonderful ride. Um, I could share so many things about it, but I have a feeling we're going to focus so deeply on all things money and wealth today, which I'm so equally excited about.
0: And so what brought you to the moment where you decided to be a money and wealth coach? Where did it all start? There wasn't, it wasn't
1: like I decided I was going to become a money and wealth coach. It was really an evolution along the way, but where I began was I was an accountant. So I had studied my way through university, found myself a corporate job and stayed in corporate for 10 years. I was really climbing that corporate ladder and doing the things that I thought that's what I'm meant to be doing. You know, like I'm ticking all the boxes and I am growing my corporate career. And I just remember one day I was sitting in this beautiful office in Melbourne, which is where I was working at the time, overlooking the Paris end of Melbourne is what they called it. You know, all the trees, all the expensive designer shops were there. And I just thought to myself, this is not my life. This, this cannot be it. This cannot be the epitome of what success looks like. And I knew that I was beginning some other journey. I started to begin researching um, how else to earn some side income and how to create more freedom in my life. And the other main kind of trigger point for me was I'd taken all of my annual leave. I'm such a forever traveler and wanderluster And I'd taken all of it and I was getting all annoyed that I could only take X amount of time off and get paid for it. I'm like, I need to find myself a career where I can take as many holidays as I can, earn as much as I want to, and just live it up and have this life where I get to travel and discover the world. And that's really the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey. And I stepped into a side hustle era. So I did my day job. And then had a little side project, which I was growing outside of work hours. And after a year and a half of doing that, I took the leap and I went all in as an online coach and I was coaching people on their career, on also starting a side hustle. And it just started to move from one pillar to the next and one pivot to the next until in four years, I've ended up at this place where all of my business is focused on energy and business and you know how to just live a really abundant life and and become a wealthy woman.
0: I love that. That's really, really awesome. And one of the reasons that uh, I was excited to have you on the podcast was I know that there are some blocks around that for here and beauty salon owners and we get in our own way um, often around the relationship of money that, that we have a relationship with money. I mean, it's funny even just to say that People have a relationship with money and you know, we don't have a relationship with our computer or maybe we do. <laughs> um, but I do think it's something that we need to talk about and we need to unpack because how I see it as a coach for the hair and beauty industry um, is that there is often roadblock to progress and success, um, often starting at the point of the sales transaction with uh in the salon with clients? How do we price ourselves well? How do we charge properly? How do we stop discounting um, and charge what we're worth? What are your thoughts around this relationship with um, money and how it affects our business?
1: Gosh, I think the number one reason why we start telling ourselves we can't be more abundant than we can be. And I use abundance in the form of you know, financial abundance, but also like time freedom and choice. So I'm, I'm really just using this as a word of what is it that makes you feel just as though you are the luckiest salon owner out there and that you've got this incredible business and all the money is flowing in and you're booked out and referrals are coming through and you never have to look for new clients. Like they're just coming in and no matter where you're at, in your journey, if you decide to raise your prices, more clients still come through that door. You know, like that's abundance maybe to some of you. And listen, I've got Lots of hair on my head. Like it goes, if you you can't see me, but it goes all halfway down my back. I love going to salons. Like that is my place where I feel most abundant. You know, I go and get my hair blow dried once a week. I get balayage. I get the cut everything like, and I've been to so many salons all around the world and there's something about walking into a salon and you can feel the energy of the owner the brand, the culture, and the people. There is just something about it. And like there's some that you're like, okay, I'm only going to do one visit here because it ain't feeling good. And there are others where it's just like, I don't care how much I have to pay for this experience. I love it. Like I want to be here because it makes me feel as though I'm just overflowing in my own joy and happiness. So I wanted to kind of give you that background with my relationship with hair salons and money in abundance. But ultimately as a salon owner, you have the freedom to charge whatever you want to charge. And the reason why you're probably not fully doing that is because you've got one eye on what somebody else is charging, or you've got you know another focus on what is right for the industry. Perhaps it even comes down to a level of worthiness, or maybe it's a level of You don't want to feel as though you're leaving people behind and you're not as accessible to others who really would love your services. There's so many complexities to money and finance, but ultimately it's your choice and your decision to get to a place where it feels really good to have a conversation about money and your rates and your services. And personally, you know, like I've been to salons before and they have done the most incredible job on my locks. And then all of a sudden at the counter, I'm paying for it. And they're like, oh, you know, we'll just, um, we'll take a little bit off or we'll discount this and that, whatever it is that they're apologizing for that day, like their appointments run over. I'm like, I don't want a discount. Like that is not what I've asked for, but the owner or whoever it is, the manager is just like, no, 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 we'll have to discount you. are am like, oh, there's always going to be different ways in which that manifests and shows up in the conversations you have with your clients and your customers. So I know that's sort of like a big, broad answer, but I wanted to set the scene for what we're speaking about today because essentially it's going to come back to this. You have a choice with how you speak to money, how you invite it in, how you work with it, how you keep it, and how you choose to charge for your services.
0: Yeah. Do you think that it's attached uh, ultimately to our worth, our personal worth and, and where that's come from? uh whoever knows somewhere in our childhood i mean where does personal self worth come from in in relationship in it relation absolutely
1: to money? yeah it absolutely comes from i mean the majority of us will pick it up from somewhere in our childhood wherever it is that you remember like even just have a think what was the first conversation you really were conscious of around money and even if it wasn't a conversation the energy or the feeling around it and For most of us, it'll be about, no, put that toy down. We can't afford it. Or, you know, it's just something along the lines of, for me personally, I remember it was probably, I don't know, like seven or eight. And my mom took me to the secondhand school uniform shop because she's like, well, no, we, we can't, we can't afford to buy a new uniform. We have to buy it as secondhand. And I just remember feeling shame and embarrassment as a seven-year-old. And like those sorts of feelings really started to build over the years because we're not really told how to process that, are we? It's just like, deal with it. This is our situation. And this is how the family's going with the money. And you're just, you know, part of the family and you have to deal with it. And so it isn't until we become business owners and entrepreneurs that you go, oh my gosh, I've not seen this before, or I realize maybe you don't even realize like, where it's come from until now, maybe, but you go, wow, that I sound like my mother. It's like, oh, yes. <laughs> uh, <it's just> like, <laughs> I can't believe I said those words. And you realize that maybe it's not even something you actually believe, but it's just been, you know, really ingrained in your family culture or the way in which that you've always looked at money and you've not given yourself an opportunity to look at it otherwise, so that's the first thing I would say. If it's worthiness and it's something that you know kind of it hit, it's hit a note around, yeah, I don't know why I don't feel worthy or it's these conversations where maybe it's even your client saying, oh, you're too expensive. This salon's getting really expensive now and can't afford your services. How does that make you feel? That's the worthiness question because if someone said, wow, you're getting really expensive, and maybe it actually makes you feel kind of good about yourself because, like, yeah, because I'm like stepping up and I'm owning what I'm worth. That's awesome. But, you know, for some of you are like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have raised my prices. Maybe I should give this person a discount. And have I made the wrong choice? That's also a worthiness conversation. So, yeah, go yeah. back to where you first heard about the money. And I personally love processing all of these thoughts and feelings through journaling You know, it's just, do you journal, Larissa?
0: No, I vacuum. Oh, yes. (laughs) It's my my thinking time. So I have uh, someone that helps me do some housekeeping, and I discovered one point that she'd come and she was doing all the things and I no longer needed to vacuum. And I realized that this, I don't journal, I don't do the writing, but I do the same thinking process. And it happens when I do the dishes and do the vacuuming. (laughs) And then suddenly I wasn't doing it anymore and I thought I need to change this. So I obsessively vacuum so I can process process my inner deepest thoughts.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love this so much. So however you process it, uh, I do it through journaling, but I'll just think about, oh, that's so interesting. Where did that come from and what does that mean? Is it my belief? Do I want to keep that belief? No, I don't. And then it's like taking the action behind it. What is it that you are led to do to change up that belief system? Because, you know, if you're not taking the action behind it, then there's no point really even complaining about the money stuff because it'll just always remain as is.
0: I think the favourite thing that you said was um, when some that, to discover your trigger and how you react to it. So when somebody says, oh, your prices." Because I've never mm. thought about it like that before, Ruby. Do you know, Do you shrink back in fear and worry that you've done the wrong thing and maybe that the client is right? Um, or do you step up and go, yeah, exactly. I am too expensive for you and I'm stepping up in the world and I'm leveling up. And I've never thought about it like, like that before. And um, I think that's a really good test for you listening to go ahead and do and to get a temperature gauge of where you're at.
1: And most times it's not actually even about you. It's your client going through their own worthiness journey of, oh, yeah, I'm going to book this appointment. I'm going to get a fabulous new look. Then they get to the point where they have to pay for it and they question, was I worthy of this? And then Mm -hmm. that gets projected back on you and the salon and it's how you choose to receive that. And how you choose to reflect that back to your client. Of course, you're worthy of it. Of course, I'm worthy of it and you're worthy of it. And that just creates this really beautiful vibe inside of any salon I find. I got, oh my God, I still remember the first really fancy schmancy salon that I went to because I was like, I'm worthy of this. I'm going to go and book myself in. And it was the salon in Sydney. I mean, it was just, you know what I'm going to say. The prices were so, so high. I think I walked out of there with like a $600 bill. And it was, <laughs> there wasn't a lot to really show for that. You know, like it wasn't like a big makeover or anything. Yeah. Shiny hair it was a great blow dry. And I just remember balking at that going, what have I done? You know, have I just wasted all of this money? The salon didn't care. They were like, oh great. You know, fantastic. You had a fantastic time and yes, we're worthy and we're worth this. So most times it's your client going through some stuff and they kind of, they might, you know, kind of give you a bit of a look or you see it on their face, their shock or whatever it is. It's not up to you to take that on. Like you can absolutely stand by what your prices are.
0: Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry. We're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you listen up, you have a team, you love your team, but you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales, because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like, imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible, and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease, in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more, because everybody wins, the team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. I actually, I just adore your suggestion that the response when you have like that, because often we'll shrink back and say, apologize or, or come up with ulterior uh, sort of other options for them in the future. But how lovely when somebody gawks at the price to say, Jane, you're worth it. Yes. You're worth this. Like, you know, invest in yourself. You're worth it. I think that's really a beautiful response. Might just note that
1: one down. Thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. And the same when I go to my nail salon and, you know, she's a little bit up there in the price, but I go to her month on month and month and she's like, you're so worth it. She's so cute. She's like, you're so worth it, girl. Go get it, girl. Like, and it's not like she's apologizing for being the most expensive nail salon in the Mm. area either. She's booked out. She's so hard to get in. Yeah. And she owns it and and she makes you feel that way. So that's definitely yeah. something that I hope some of you do adopt and bring that on board.
0: Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about profitability because if we can get our pricing right and we can charge properly and we've got our margins correct in the business, uh, we can hopefully be profitable. And for some, super profitable. I work with mm-hmm. some very profitable business owners. Um but I see that sometimes a little bit of maybe self-sabotage or a little bit of lack of worthiness comes in around profitability. How, we can, how can we get away from not feeling so great about being profitable into actually stepping into, I'm profitable, I need to do something with my money to become wealthy?
1: Yes. I feel sometimes it really comes down to who are you hanging out with? Like what are the conversations that are going around? Do you have other it might not even be salon owners, but other entrepreneurs that are successful, other career people that have a lot of excess in their life, a lot of financial overflow, financial abundance that, you know, the conversation is is elevated. It's less about, oh, better not talk about, you know, this and, oh, I'm really struggling with my business. And you have a group of friends that you can speak to and they expand your thoughts around what to do with that abundance because you're no longer being asked to play in a certain sandpit that's like, oh, let's just try and make it work and survival. But it's more about how do you thrive and how do you be an example in your industry or you know, show others what abundance actually looks like and really taking the reins on, you know, not just like necessarily shouting that out from the rooftops, but going, yeah, I'm very profitable. I'm a very successful business owner and entrepreneur. And I want to show others how it's done in a way that is just so expansive. So come back to who are you hanging out with? Because if you feel lonely in that conversation, or literally the only conversation you can have with on, on this topic is either your coach, your accountant, like it's it's time to get some higher vibrational friends, I feel.
0: <laughs> Time to level up.
1: Because you can play, you can play in a different space. But, you know, back to profitability, the reason why you are at a, where, why I see a lot of also entrepreneurs that get there is because they've really held themselves in a place where they're not just here to fling about the money and hope that something's going to work. There's been a level of decision-making clarity, sovereignty with the way they hold their money and energy around, not just receiving it. Cause you can be really good at making money and really terrible at keeping it. The profitable ones are really great at making it stabilizing their income and being able to forecast what's coming in and, you know all those wonderful things that come with recurring revenue or being able to know, like in six months, this is where the salon should be, for example, and then knowing how you reinvest that back. And whether that's in your own personal growth or in the asset that you're growing or the brand, you might be choosing to start other businesses, for example. I think it's just so wonderful to actually carve out time every month or every quarter where you can just look at the money properly look at it look at where it's going get comfortable with it because worthiness is one thing but having that confidence around looking at your financials is a totally like new elevated vibe because it's less about anxiety and more about i know exactly where my business is heading or oh like i've really gone a little wild with ordering way too much and i'm not selling as much then you know, you, you you get indicators of where you can pull back and where the levers are.
0: Yeah, I like that because I think there is a little bit of a roadblock. I'll just put my he- head in the sand and not look at the money for a start. And the other thought that, that comes to my mind often, um, Ruby, is um, I've got this money now. I better hold on to it because it's not necessarily coming tomorrow. Yes. Do you know, like it's it's short-lived. Um, yeah, rainy day just- energy. Yeah, and and not trusting that if I'm doing this level of business now that that's going to be maintained, and I think that stops us from doing smart things with our money. Would you agree? Uh, you know, because we're 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 thinking about hoarding it down for today because tomorrow's going to be a, a famine.
1: Yeah, it's that whole thing where it's like, uh, what's that? What's that saying? Hope for the
0: what's that hope? Oh, oh gosh, I'm not pre- prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Something either? along those lines. Anyway. Yeah.
1: I definitely think that there is going to always be moments where you want to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success, of course, but also when those sort of like beliefs come in or those thoughts come in to kind of go, oh, you should really hold back and don't do great things with it or, you know, save it for a rainy day, just look at the evidence that perhaps up to this point in your business You've seen quite the opposite. You've seen your business steadily growing and there are there's lots of evidence that more clients and customers are coming or recurring customers are showing up, that your sales have gone up with, you know, all, all the other products that you're selling in your salon. And then that kind of just puts things at ease where it's like, okay, this is an irrational thought. It's not real because all the evidence around me at the moment is saying things are going up. If things aren't going up and they're stagnated, or maybe even you're noticing there's more drop-offs happening than usual, then take control of it. Comes back to there's no point feeling unworthy of earning more or having more clients because that's only going to attract more of that energy. And it's like that whole thing I was saying when you walk into a salon and you know that something's up or it doesn't feel quite right or something's going on with the owner and everyone's a little bit stressed and, and on edge, That that's what I mean. So you have a responsibility for your business and your own personal growth to get yourself out of that rut. And mostly it's getting in control of your financials and doing the inner work around Yes, I am the, I believe, I am so, I love me a little woo-woo, you know, in my life, but I truly believe that we are creators, that you can create anything you want in this world. And you have the power to do that through the form of, you know, changing habits every day and deciding that something in your life gets to get better a little bit at a time until you realize, hang on, it's been like a month or two since I've said this affirmation or since I've decided to do things differently and look how much things have changed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm a bit like you. I, I like the, um, some doo-doo with the woo-woo.
1: Yes. Or the woo-woo with
0: the doo-doo. Like it's really good to have the woo-woo, but you've got to do the doo with the woo. Yes. <laughs> So I love that. But you've got to be aware first, right, um, in order to take action. So I think that's really, really great. Um, Okay. I've loved this. um, Speaking into being worthy and transferring that towards your client, even I think is such a gift. um, Making sure that the five people that you spend the most time with are ones that are elevating you and giving you ideas of what is next. Um, and not putting your head, your head in the sand and actually looking at the numbers um, to make sure that... I, I guess what you were saying is that you're um, being in a position of power to make decisions. You, you Be a data-driven business owner. Look at the numbers and then decide what to do. Because I believe you should. the numbers should tell you what you need to do in your business. Would you agree?
1: The numbers in your business definitely gives you an indication around direction and it's not necessarily like, oh, the black and white is saying this and do this, but there's something else where even if let's say the numbers don't indicate what you'd like it to indicate, it gives you a level of connection around this is my desire for it and I want it to look better and I really hope that it starts to change soon. And that energy gives you direction to seek out more help or to read more books or to get more focused on a part of your business that you might not have for quite some time. That's what the numbers mean to me where it's not like, oh gosh, I'm doing so badly here and therefore I need to shut down that part of my business. It's more of that isn't going so well and I really want it to. So what do I need to do to feed more energy towards that part of my business does that make sense
0: yeah 100% so ruby what would be one thing that you that would help people recognize in themselves that they've got some block there or that they're that they're not doing that and not tuned into it
1: Oh, that you know what usually there are so many signs around us There's so many little indicators, whatever it is that you are connected to. You know, some people like to see angel numbers or some people, they get conversations every day, like do this, do this, do this, or, oh my God, you're so good at that. You should do that. You should offer this. And because you're so blocked, you don't hear it.
0: You just mm.
1: like in one ear, out the other. I love that you offer this, you know, different type of service and you should bring that in, but you're so focused on how you think you need to do business in order to, you know, whatever it is, like look a certain way because all the other salons are doing it this way. Just, you know, if if you know that your shoulders are up and you feel tense every day because it's just heading towards a pathway where you feel out of alignment or your business is just not as enjoyable as it used to be, for whatever reason, you've fallen a little bit more out of love with it, or maybe even notice your clients are different and they're not as joyful or easygoing as they used to be. That's always an indicator of the energy that you're pulling in and the vibration that you are attracting. So that's how you can recognize, hang on, wait, like there are actually some blocks around. And when you open your eyes to that and you see it, these signs, they'll suddenly hit home and you'll hear what people are saying to you and going, oh, I've been trying to say this. Have you ever had a girlfriend go, I've been trying to say this to you for for months and years. And then when you're finally open to it, it's like, okay. Or you know, husbands or boyfriends, they, they cop it the worst, right? Because my husband, he'll say things to me and then my girlfriend will say the exact same thing. He's like, Are you kidding? I've been literally trying to tell you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what it's like when you have an energetic block and the universe is literally going, Are you kidding? Okay, we've been throwing all of the green lights at you and you just haven't seen it until now. But I think that's really how you recognize it. And um once you once you see it, you can never unsee it. And then it's your it's your choice of what are the next steps what should i stop doing what can i pause what can i do more of how can i invite more of that in where am i drawing the line with things like discounting so it's like eh, the ne- and even if you're saying things like the next client that comes in that asks for a discount i don't care if it is like the most important person you know whatever influencer or what whoever it is i'm going to say no and that's how you start really changing the way in which you want to live your life, and the way in which you want to invite more money and more abundance in.
0: Okay, I love that. It's that level of awareness and listening to the cues that are happening around you, mm. and then and then taking it to okay, well, what's the action that I'm going to do based on that? Even if you just choose one thing, like the next client that comes in. Yes, asks,
1: one thing is no. Mm.
0: Yeah, and then you start to build a repertoire of positive steps towards the ultimate goal. Yeah. I love that because it gives us permission just to do one thing at a time and not uh, overwhelm with like, oh my god, I have to change everything inside of my business. Exactly. Or
1: exactly. And one one thing at a time, one small change a day. You know, like the goal isn't to do the full one hundred and eighty. The goal is just to go. You know what? Today I made progress, and I feel really good about that.
0: Yeah.
1: That I that your energy can get behind because it doesn't feel so full on, you know, it's like, oh, you're going from unworthy to worthy. That it just does I wish it would work that way. <laughs> I really do. Would
0: all but, be millionaires if that was the case.
1: Yes. But uh-huh. Every day you kind of did something that you went, I'm really glad I did that. That was progress. I, I do feel a little bit more worthy of that. Thank you. Yes. Okay, cool. And even if it's just accepting a compliment, like sometimes I can just start that way. Of, oh my God, I love your hair today. Thank you. Rather than ah, oh, this thing, I just threw it together, or whatever. You know, it's just going. Oh, I'm going to actually receive that and say thank you, and really feel that, and go. My hair does look fabulous. Thank you. Yes. That small steps.
0: Okay, I love that because I feel it feels doable. It's like do you know, the same applies to wanting to lose weight or go to the gym, and we don't do anything because it feels like this big thing that we need to do, and we have to change our whole lives, and so we do nothing. Mm. And I like. That you've really given us permission for the same in terms of turning around our, our business situation and, and our internal worthiness. And, and like you said, you know, leveling up the vibration of what's happening around us. So it feels lighter a little bit. Mm.
1: Mm. Like a big yeah. exhale, like, okay, I can do this.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because business can be hard sometimes, right? Um, so you're a business owner, Ruby. Um, what is, I kind of think you already know the answer what is a quote or a mantra that often keeps you focused and centered um welcome to use one you've talked about earlier today (laughs) Mm. yeah I I
1: think in the in the theme of today's chat I do actually have a quote which just keeps me oh so focused and I don't know who it is but this is the quote whether you think you can or you think you can't you're right So if you think, and if we put this into the context of if you think you're not worthy, then you're right because that's what your system wants to believe. Or you think you are worthy, you're right because that's what you're starting to tether your beliefs towards. Mm. And there's times where I'm like sitting down at my laptop and I am trying to create something and I want to raise my prices. And then there's the voice that goes, don't raise your prices. Like no one's going to know what's going on here. You're going to lose clientele. I'm right about that because my energy isn't behind it. But mm. as soon as I go, you know, I'm ready, I'm ready to level up. I know that I have so much to offer. I've done so much training. I've had years of coaching under my belt and all this. Like, I'm so, I'm ready. And it's like, cool, I'm going to raise my prices. And I know I'm right about it. So that, that I hope has helped some of you too. Also, Connect that to whatever it is that you're going through in your in your financial growth, abundance, business worthiness journey.
0: I love it. That's perfect. All right. What about a book or a podcast or something that you've, you know, listened to or read recently that you think all business owners should get their hands on?
1: I'm such A spiritual podcasting gal. I just, that's really where I get a lot of my goodies from. So there's one podcast that I love. If you are more on the spiritual side, you'll love her. Have you ever heard of Gala Darling? I have not. Oh, she is so, she's fabulous. She's New Zealand, Aussie, lives in America, has bright pink hair, is just a unicorn, and she teaches on uh, emotional freedom technique and manifestation. And I, there's just such a lightness around her. Her aura is so beautiful. So if you're looking for a different type of connection to business on the more energetics and spiritual side, I definitely recommend Gala Darling. And her podcast is called Gala Loves Everything. And uh, like she's just, she drives like this rainbow foiled pink Lamborghini in Los Angeles. Like she's just that gal, you know, there's just something about that is it. That's so, cool. so cool. Cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah if you if you also want to hop over to my podcast um i'm at rituals so my the rituals is spelled quite uniquely it's r i c h u a l s and i share all the things about business finance abundance money everything that we've covered in today's episode
0: amazing um i know i will put the links to both of those in the show notes of this episode um and RubyLee.co is where we can find you and stalk you. Um, and what about your socials?
1: Yes, come stalk me on Instagram more than the website. So that's you really where I, I'm there daily. I love doing stories behind the scenes. So my handle is underscore Ruby Lee underscore. And yeah, let me know if you've listened to this. You loved it. Tag us both. It'd be so amazing to
0: hear from all of you listeners. Amazing. I really appreciate your time and your insights today, Ruby Lee.
1: Thank you so much, Larissa. I appreciate all of you as well and have a fabulous day.
0: And that's a wrap. Ruby, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective podcast. Now, if you're feeling unsure about the decisions you're making as a salon CEO, then I am here to help. I want to provide you with the tools and strategies that can give you all of the confidence and security that you need to make the right decisions for yourself and for your business so you can continue to grow and thrive. All you need to do is Click the Apply Now button in the show notes of this episode and let's chat and see if salon mastery is the right fit to work together. Otherwise, I look forward to connecting with you same time, same place on another episode of the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Ciao for now.